Always had the chance to visit with Brian Walton, get an update on what's happening in the minor leagues, certainly what's happening with the major league club. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And it's been a busy week when you consider what's happened with the minor leagues and some of the promotions of their big, big stars. And that includes Norman uh, Nolan Gorman. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But as always, Brian, great to hear your voice. How are things going? Great, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here as always. Um, let's start with the Futures game. So we got a couple of guys that are childhood friends. They wind up in the same organization, and now they'll be in Denver at the Futures game and the All-Star game, and that's Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor. So this is uh, this is pretty cool to have those two guys together. That's right, Dan. And actually for Nolan Gorman, it's his second opportunity to play in the Futures game. He actually was in the game two years ago with Dylan Carlson. So uh, And the way the Futures game is set up, if folks don't know, they pick uh, 25 prospects from American League farm systems and 25 against from National League farm systems. They play a seven inning game on the Sunday of All-Star Weekend. So, uh, you know, and nationally televised, of course. So it'll be a great forum for fans who haven't seen Gorman and Libertor, assuming Libertor will pitch in the game, you know, that uh, haven't seen them compete um, on, a, on a major scale like this. Of course, both are now at AAA Memphis. Libertor has been there all year, other than the time that he spent with the uh, Team USA in the Olympic qualifying round. But uh, but Gorman is brand new to AAA. And so the fact that three months into the season, the system's number one and number two prospects in our rankings, at least Gorman, number one, Libertor, number two, are at AAA, are you know, national top 100 prospects, really in the top 30, according to MLB pipeline. So you know these guys are guys that are you know, their futures in St. Louis could be relatively soon. Now, I don't mean relatively soon in terms of days, but weeks or months. Yeah, let's go into Libertor. When did they have to decide whether or not he will go with uh, Team USA and compete in the Olympics? What's the cutoff date? Well, my understanding is the rosters are going to be announced, uh, I think maybe tomorrow, uh, Friday is what I'd heard. So at that, I'm sure whatever discussions, back discussions that the Cardinals have had with Libertor and with the Olympic officials have occurred. Uh, we don't know the decision as to whether they're going to let him compete in that or not. The, the all-star weekend is a little different in that it's a short-term deal. Uh, you know, he might pitch at most one inning. So, it, you know, if they could time it right, it could be like his between start work. So it wouldn't disrupt his, his routine with Memphis. The Olympic situation is completely different. Of course, he's a way longer, you know, he's going to want to, you know, they're going to want to use him as a starter. And so, you know, we just don't know the answer yet as to whether the Cardinals will want Libertor to continue there or whether they'll want him to continue to rack up starts and innings in Memphis to to get ready to join St. Louis at the proper time. Yeah, last time out, last night, Matthew Libertor looked pretty darn good, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, he allowed three innings, three runs, but he, he went to, what, eight innings, I think, uh, his longest start of the year. Uh, he's getting stretched out. And his numbers for the season, you know, have been very, very good. Um, uh, you know, basically a strikeout per inning, uh, which is very, and, and only uh, about one walk every four innings. So, uh, you know, Libertor has really, you know, shown himself well on a, you know, Memphis team that frankly, you know, really isn't all that good. So the, the question on Libertor will be if the rotation continues to have problems, you know, will the Cardinals bring guys, more guys in from the outside, or will they call him up and give him a chance to start? I had originally thought and sort of expected that he would get the same treatment as Carlos Martinez and, and Dakota Hudson and others before him, where they, 
you know, spend their first partial season in the bullpen and kind of get acclimated to the major leagues. But the reality is Matthew Libertor may be better than several guys that are in the rotation right now. Absolutely. And, and it's been so frustrating on the major league side, Brian, and I'm going to go back to the minors in a moment, but Cardinals, I, I think are at 350 walks collectively. So that projects to 700 walks. We're at the midway point of the season and that that's just not sustainable for winning baseball. No, and that's, a, you know, the main reason John Gant's back in the bullpen. And, you know, if the Cardinals had had better options, they probably would have and should have done that sooner. But, you know, you look around and they've got to, you know, get a Wade LeBlanc off the, off the scrap heap to come in and step into the rotation because there aren't any pitchers. There aren't any guys down in AAA who are anywhere close to contributing with the exception of Libertor, who, again, is just eight starts away from being in Class A ball. And so... You know, they've just got to be careful with Libertor to make sure that they don't hurt his development in the in the importance of trying to help St. Louis' season. Now, I, I will say Rondon is down there that we've seen. Elledge is down there right now and is closing, and uh, as is Jake Woodford. But other than those three, there are no pitchers in Memphis who have who are on the 40-man roster and, frankly, who are, you know, showing that they're that they're ready to come up to St. Louis and help. Nolan Gorman gets promoted, so he's one step away from the big leagues. Yeah, I was, I guess, pleasantly surprised to see Nolan Gorman promoted, and there were a series of, of third-base promotions that occurred in tandem that we'll talk about. But Nolan Gorman is our, our number one prospect, and his OPS was 862, and he got almost 200 plate appearances at AA. Uh, he brought his strikeout rate down, and his walk rate was, was over 9%, which, which is good. Because, of course, you know, the 11 home runs and the fact that he's playing second base as well as third are what, you know, are tending to draw a lot of attention, rightfully so. Um, but, you know, it's a different situation from Dylan Carlson two years ago where the Cardinals kept Carlson in uh, in double A basically five months before they brought him up to triple A for the final month. So you could say Nolan Gorman is on a, a faster trajectory in that part of his career than was Dylan Carlson. And so, you know, you say, okay, we've got all of July, all of August, all of September for Nolan Gorman to continue to grow. I mean, it, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to, you know, take off in AAA right away, but he has enough time there to, you know, get his feet on the ground and realistically come to camp next spring with Matt Carpenter likely gone to compete for a job uh, on the St. Louis infield. In terms of the uh, the movement with the minor leagues, there were some pretty big promotions this past week, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, that, I alluded to that a minute ago, and let's just go through them. So the Cardinals have three very good third-base prospects, all in the top uh, 12 or so in the system. We, of course, talked about Gorman number one, and we have Malcolm Nunez, who was an international signee, and in his first year in, uh, in 2018, you know, won the batting, uh, won the triple crown in the Dominican Summer League. Um, and uh, he moved up then from P high A Peoria to double A Springfield to basically backfill Gorman and Nunez uh, slashed over 800 at Peoria and uh, has a very pretty good strikeout rate about 18 little under 18 percent and still drew drew walks at a reasonable rate so it you know Malcolm Nunez showed that he was ready to you know to take that next step and that was that's really good for him because Nunez ended up back in Johnson city in 2019. And so, you know, the Cardinals took a little bit of a risk putting him in high eight to start the year, but he showed that, you know, he could handle it, which is, which is great. 
And then the third move, maybe the most exciting move, maybe even more exciting than Gorman, is Jordan Walker, who, of course, was the first rounder out of uh, Georgia last year as a high schooler. Uh, he, he missed, I don't know what, maybe three weeks or so with Palm Beach, but still uh, hit six home runs in 122 plate appearances and slashed 1162 on base at a 475 clip. And we're talking here about a young man in Jordan Walker who turned 19 about three weeks ago in his first professional action. He wasn't even in the alternate camp. So he, you know, well, no, I guess Jordan Walker wasn't in the alternate camp, but his first game, his first professional game experience as a high school draftee to come in and, and come into class A ball and walk, he walked at a 15% rate. So yeah, the guy's hitting home runs out of major league spring training parks, but he's also got a disciplined eye at the plate where he's walking at 15%. So Jordan Walker, you know, really showed in basically a month worth of experience at, at class A that he's ready for high A. And, you know, that's, that drew praise from John Mosellock where he mentioned names like Albert Pujols and Oscar Tavares. And I, I think it's premature and unfair, but, you know, hey, Mosellock's the, the president of baseball ops, so he can say what he wants. But the point is, I'm also excited about the potential that Jordan Walker brings to the Cardinal system as not just a power hitter, but a guy who, you know, as really has all the tools, maybe with exception of speed. What have you seen with his defense or what have you heard about his defense? Uh, he has a very strong arm. Walker has a, a very strong arm, uh, definitely handle third base possibility that he could be a corner outfielder in the future. If he, if he doesn't end up being at third, you know, at some point in time, if all these guys stay in the system, you know, Nolan Arenado is going to block them all. So, you know, and some could be trade bait, you know, other things could happen, but um, you know, Walker has the arm that he could play elsewhere if, if needed, he's a big guy, six, five, two twenty. probably will, you know, put some more, weight on him, you know, as he, as he gets older, but uh, Jordan Walker is probably the, the biggest, most exciting story of the, of the young season in the Cardinal system. Are you hearing that Gorman is playing more second base? I, I've been seeing in the box scores, at least sometimes playing a little second base. Yeah. 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 The first three weeks or so he played exclusively third base. And then since then he's, he's about 50, 50, maybe a little more second base than third. And we'll want to watch at triple a to see if, you know, he continues on that journey uh, the hope will be that, yeah, that he'll master second base and, you know, could potentially, uh, you know, compete for that job with Tommy Edmond. Maybe Edmond becomes a, you know, goes back to being utility guy. You know, a, a lot can happen between now and next year. And, you know, the chances are seem to be good that there'll be a designated hitter, which would give the Cardinals some other opportunities. But I think that Nolan Gorman's defense is going to be good enough that he, you know, can play, definitely play in the field at the major league level after, yeah. with, with, with some more work. Brian, it's been a uh, it's been an up and down year. Thank goodness June is done. What, what do you think the Cardinals or where do you think the Cardinals are right now? And just the terms of the Major League Club as they head to Denver tonight. They're a game under five hundred, but uh, there's so much more than that than just the wins and losses. Even though it is a results driven business, where are the St. Louis Cardinals in your opinion? Well, I think it was very important for them to take that series against Arizona. And there's no doubt that they were expected to do that and they should have done that, but we've seen them struggle against teams that they should beat before. And yeah, granted, they didn't dominate necessarily, but they won the games that they needed to win. And they've got to build some success because I, you've been in, in, you know, in the game as long as me, Dan, and you know that success breeds success and you've got to, they've got to get out of that losing cycle that they were in 
and start to win some games. And so playing teams like Arizona and Colorado, you know, they've got to put some wins together and get back in the race because, you know, while they were struggling to that, what is eight and 17 record last month, Milwaukee was winning games incredibly. They're 15 games over 500. They've got the largest, the Milwaukee Brewers have the largest division lead of any division in baseball, six games over the Cubs. Cardinals are eight out. And it's not that an eight game deficit can't be made up in half a season, 81 games, because it can. But, you know, they've got it when they, these games come up, you know, when they play the Brewers head to head, those games are going to have tremendous significance. The Cubs just did that and got swept. So, you know, right now, Milwaukee's the team to beat uh, in the division and just a couple of games short of having the best record in the league. And I'll wrap it up with this. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, the first of the month means it's time for us to name our uh, players and pitchers of the month in the Cardinals minor league system. And so you'll see one article today and one tomorrow with our winners. And then, of course, the Cardinals organization um, makes their own picks. What we do is go into a lot more detail comparing the various candidates, looking at the top tier of players and pitchers across the system over the last month, you know, looking at their stats, looking at their results, and, uh, and then coming up with the one who we believe is the winner. Uh, of course, our daily um, uh, minor league recaps are up on the site where people can read about the games from the night before and click the box score, see videos, all of that. And then our team reporters in the various uh, cities from the new Florida Complex League all the way up to Memphis are providing their weekly assessments of what they're seeing at the various Cardinals minor league ballparks. You do an incredible job, my man. Thanks for doing this every week. We appreciate it. It's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, and uh, thanks for your time as always. Talk to you next time, Dan.